This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The best is yet to come. All right, everybody. Happy New Year's. Welcome to episode 280, Talking Buffalo Podcast. Big thank you to everybody out there, as always, for continuing to listen. Download, support the show means a lot to me, really does. I said a couple weeks ago before I went to Buffalo that these couple weeks were going to be all over the place. I didn't know when I was going to drop a podcast. I didn't know with who. Did I know where. I am back now in my home studio here in Florida spent the last 13 days in Buffalo. Only got to do one show. One of the people I wanted to do a podcast with, but just didn't work out. And again, completely understandable times here. My man Joe at Buffalo Wins on Twitter. Funny, we're both in Buffalo for, what, 9, 10 days. And now we're doing a show again and I'm in Bradenton, Florida, and you're in New York City. Anyway, what's going on, Joe? How you doing? I'm doing well. I, I got a little issue, though, with the, what you just said already, though. Uh-oh. What's that? You tried to link up. You you did not try to link up with me. <laughs> All right. Well. Bullshit. I had told you before you left. I said, look, dude, I would prefer to do it outside, like if it's possible around heating lamps at an establishment or anything like that, uh, but... It's possible to do it inside. I gave you a recommendation as well where we could do it, which I thought would have been a great podcast. I don't want to spoil it because we'll do it in 2025, maybe at this point. I'm <laughs> never going to meet, and we're just gonna, I'm just going to be like your reoccurring guest that I'll never meet ever. You don't want to fucking chill. That's fine. So I, I just want I just want you that to be abundantly clear. All I got was, and I'm you know me, I always tell what's up. I got a message from Pat that said, "Hey, just so you know, I recorded a podcast with Joe Miller in the church." And I'm like, okay. I'm like, I, maybe I would have came. Like, if you would have given me a heads up. Like, I was bored out of my fucking mind in Pendleton, New York, at my parents' house, bored, looking at the fucking snow or whatever. We had snow. We, we had, like, the worst weather. Like, that was, like, really some shitty weather up there. Like, it wasn't even too cold, but it was – I don't think we – I saw the sun once the week I was there at all. So, yeah. Yeah. Let me, me, I didn't think, honestly, I didn't think you wanted to do anything other than outside. And I didn't want to do anything outside, even with the heated lamp. I said I wasn't going to get myself in one of those places, which ironically, my last day in Buffalo, I actually went and had wings at a place outside with heated lamps. And it wasn't so bad at all. So it probably couldn't have gotten done. It was not just you, though, too. It was also, I wanted to do something with Aaron Quinn. And he, and again, very understandably, he's got two young kids. He just, didn't feel at this point in time that we should rush anything and that he was comfortable doing it. So we said, you know what? I'm going to be back at Buffalo again, obviously, and maybe uh, we'll hook up down the road. I only did the one show 
over the last couple of weeks. And like, I, I kind of warned people that that's how it was going to be. I'll hit on that in a second. Cause you brought it up. Um, I originally, when I went to Buffalo, I had something all set up with, um, Madison Carter and Marcel Louis Jacques, two of my favorite people, man. I mean, Madison Carter is just, I don't even want to say she's one of the best news reporters out there. She's the best out she, there today. But anyway, we had something set up at Sunny Reds and I just, I could tell, I know the owner and I just got a sense that he, he was still going to do it because he committed to doing it before, you know, things went back. I don't want to say complete shutdown, but almost shutdown mode again in, in Western New York. But I can tell he's a little bit apprehensive about it. Plus, the way these things work when I do a, a podcast at a place, like a wing place with a, a pretty well-known guest, is they get something out of it too. Like they throw us some free wings and a nice recording spot and, you know, give us the bells and whistles. But in return, whoever's there, people want to come see them. So they come to the bar and, hmm. you know, they spend some money on drinking and eating and hanging out to see them. You know, maybe talk to whoever the guest is for a while. I've had some couple good guests there before but it was like the place wasn't even open it literally wasn't open like the owner was going to open the bar and i'm not even talking available for takeout or delivery it was on a tuesday and they weren't even open at all not for business on tuesday it was going to open up just for that and i was like i just didn't feel good about it because there was nothing that they get out of it you know what i'm saying so i, I kind of yeah. felt shitty about that and i met marcel we did a show in 2019 together before that, but I have never actually met Madison and I just didn't want those circumstances. So I decided to put the kibosh on that for now. But like I said, I did do one show in Buffalo and that was with Joe Miller. And we did, we did it at a church in West Seneca life church. He's a, a member there and he works there big ass church. So we put something together, but yeah, that was it. Dude, why, why do you think I don't want to hook up with you there? You think like I intentionally avoided you and like I don't I, I have you on my show a million times, but I don't want to meet you. <laughs> maybe maybe Joe was scared like we weren't gonna be able to get into church because I haven't gone to church in years. And like God would be like, Yeah, you can't come in here, buddy. I don't know. Like I would have put the my my hand in the holy water with smoked. I don't know. But <laughs> I would have something. I was right, you know, I was I you know, you just had to negotiate with me. I just said, Hey, I prefer and I gave you a better I thought the option I laid on the table. I, you know, I'm not going to like reveal it. I thought that would have been a good option to do it with. Uh, what the hell? Why am I saying edit out if you want? I don't care. I said, let's do it at the 26 shirts place with Dell. Like, I know where that is. I had to go there and buy shirts myself. It would have been a great podcast. You mean Dell. We would have met for the first time. It would have been perfect. You know, but I never, I never, I never even talked to Dell this last trip to Buffalo. I love Dell. I've hung out with him. He's, you know, obviously one of my yeah, favorite I people. I saw him there because I went to his his shirt factory, whatever. Like that's oh, uh, you did go there this trip? Yeah, I, I had I want I want I went to go buy some shirts. I'm not a cheap I'm not a cheap shit like you who doesn't want to buy anything for anything. <laughs> so I went there. I wanted to give him some money because I like his shirts, and I was like, hey, went there, talk some football with him, and I bought like a couple of shirts at his little at his factory, which is at the you know on Amherst Street and Main Street, you know, and you know I've been there. I usually do that all the time. Like anytime I come back home. You know, I because I'm like, hey, I'm gonna go to his his place because his his office has a bunch of shirts there that like, you know, some of them aren't on the website and some have been there and they're extras and I'm like, oh hey, let me go here. I can like save money on the shipping and I bought two shirts. I bought a pair of two pairs of socks. It was actually the first time I ever bought Bill's Mafia gear ever in my life. Really? Yes, it was the first time. Like so, my I mean, I did socks because come on, I'm not gonna. 
No offense to Dal. I've said this to him before. Like, I think the Bills Mafia logo itself is kind of lame. And, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like it, 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 if you're over 25, you should not be wearing anything that says Bills Mafia. Like, you shouldn't. Like, anything with Mafia. No. Like, you're not gonna, I'm not going to walk around with a Goodfellas shirt on. Even though I love Goodfellas, I'm like 40 here. So, anyways, I saw him. I saw him. Bought some shirts. Bought some swag. And. That would have been that. That could have been the ideal spot. That's what I recommended to you. I said, like, "Hey, what do we do it here?" Because I had to go there anyway. I'm not making up excuses, man. But no, I just there was just cold. so many factors going against being able to do a podcast. And one of them was actually even having a car. I don't have my own car. My car's here in Florida, so I get up to New York. I go there with my wife, and uh, she's got a company car because her main office is in Buffalo. But it was her car. You know what I'm saying? It's like. Uh, it was hard enough. I had to use my mother-in-law's car to be able to do the show with Joe, which by the way, thank God he's a, a pro. Like he knows what he's doing because when I tape these shows, I, I do multi-track, which means if you're coughing and shit like that or whatever, when I'm talking, it ends up people don't know, the audience doesn't know. Well, I forgot the setting and I had single track on, so I couldn't do any editing. It was literally raw. Like what you heard is what you get. But fortunately, uh, he was good. But anyway, going back to Dell. Did you get a chance to talk to him? Yeah, of course. Isn't he, you know, I know he he never acts like this and he won't say it, but, yo, that dude is kind of like becoming a, a celebrity now. Like a couple of years ago when I first met him and I had him on the podcast pretty early on, he was popular, but he's like at a, a different level of popularity now. Like he's one of, he's become a legitimate like ambassador for Buffalo, for Western New York, whether he knows that or not. And uh, he's one of the most popular people that that around, man. He, he's just a good dude, and everybody likes him. Yeah, I mean, you could count on him getting interviewed for any primetime game. Yeah. Like the, the two-hour pregame show. We got to talk to the, how this all got started. Yeah, he's definitely, you know, he's, he's a, a ham, too. He looks good on the camera, man. He's a good, pretty good speaker, too. Yeah, was, yeah. Uh, he looks good for his age. I mean, I always joke with him because, I, you know, I follow him on Instagram or Facebook friends. I'm like, do you own any other shirts besides 26 shirts? Because that's all I see him in. Like he just he buys it. You know, I guess you know, you know, go, don't get high on your own supply. Doesn't you know? Compete with Dell because he's that's all he wears are 26 shirts and cargo shorts. I'm like, do you want a tie? You know, but uh, I, it's great. Always good to see him. I always um, pitch him shirt ideas like all the time. I'll text him shirt ideas like you should do a shirt like this. You know, and uh, I think he listened to me like once or twice. So, <laughs> yeah, he's a good dude, man. And like I said, I, I'm happy for his success for sure. Sure. Now, uh, you said, again, us not being able to hook up and get together aside, you, you kind of considered your trip boring. Like you didn't get to do much yeah. as a whole. Yeah, it was boring. It was, uh, it was, it was boring. It was kind of like a very you know, bittersweet, like what the hell? But like, aren't you, aren't you kind of used to like the restrictions that are going on in Buffalo right now, which of course everyone living there knows that, but you're in New York city and I'm in Florida. So, you know, those are obviously two different worlds apart in terms of culture and where they're at and how they're handling COVID. But like what's going on with New Buffalo, that's not really much different than what's going on in New York city in terms of what you can and can't do. Am I right? Yeah. But the difference is Pat is I'm going home to like, and like you, you're like you're having a reunion of sorts with other people. That's sure. between like me staying here. Like, yeah, it's pro- it's it's basically the same rules here in New York City, you know that that they have there. I mean, the 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 only difference though is I can't go go to a brewery or a bar with the friends I grew up with or my cousins or things like that. 
And furthermore, which makes it even, you know, another difference is like, you know, I'm in Queens. I can walk around the area. There's things to do. Like, even though it's like, you know, like, yeah, you're not going to go to a restaurant inside, but like you can walk around. There's things to see. I don't know where my parents live. It's I can't even like articulate how much I hate it because it's it's in it's in Pendleton. It's in the middle of where there is no no one wants to come visit me. Not right. and it's not because everyone hates me. It's like no one wants to go to Pendleton. It, like all my friends, the closest person that lives near me is like twenty minutes away. You know, like no one wants to come and hang out with the, and you know, and then I can't have people hang out because it's like I got my parents there. I don't know about your inner circle, like who you're hanging out with. You know, like in terms of like, are you like, you know, I got a cousin who's a barber and he cuts hair. Like I, you know, I went to his house. I wore a mask in his house. He had the window open. I told him, like, this is what I want. I wouldn't want him to come to my house because I don't want him to get my parents sick. You know, and maybe that's too precautious. I don't give a shit. That's how I kind of ran it. You know, but there wasn't there wasn't much to do. And, you know, I can tell you exactly what I did. Like the first day I saw my I, I saw my cousin. The second day I saw my friend Tim. We drank on his balcony outside, like in the Elmwood Village, basically. You know, and we were outside, like we were outside in 40 degree weather because I was like, I don't want to drink inside. Like, let's just be, let's be, let's, you know, people might be listening to this like, oh, you're too precautious, whatever. Fuck you. I don't care. I can handle the cold, you know, and I'm outside and I was drinking with him and we were on the porch and it was cool. We chilled. I dressed warm. I had gloves on. I'm used to cold weather. I go to Bill's games, you know, and I'm outside tailgating five hours in December sometimes. You know, I did that my, my second day. And then I think that was honestly it for my social like stuff. I went to Wegmans a bunch of times for my parents. That's always fun and dumb. Uh, then I went to the mall, I think, once. It was boring. It was just, you know, and like, you know, I saw my me and my girlfriend. We were at the Rochester the first day. I was there for a day. We hung out. I went to Buffalo by myself. And then my girlfriend came to Buffalo like our last day there to see my parents. And, you know, we didn't even. Did your parents like her? Be honest. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the, you know, I'm, we get along. Say, of course. Uh, there's plenty of times where we've met girls before. I'm sure you take to meet the parents, and they're not so crazy about it. Maybe not to their face, but afterwards, they may say something. No, to your ass. my parents are happy. You know, they seem fine. I mean, they're very, they're pretty. You know, they wouldn't say anything otherwise. As long as I'm happy, that's kind of how they view it, and I'm happy. So, how did you feel about 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 Bills fans going to the airport and like? Some of them not social distancing. Some of them not wearing masks. I that part is stupid. I would say it's stupid on that part. And I've said this, and I feel this way. I think it's stupid. Period. I think it's stupid, even if there's no COVID. <laughs> I, I do. Why go to the airport because because of, of regular season stuff? I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm older and I've seen them go to four straight Super Bowls and I've seen them be contenders in the past. I don't get it. Win a playoff game on the road. And then I'm all down for you going to the airport and greeting the team coming back in a non-COVID world. They're in a COVID world, wear a mask and be safe and respect other people. And I can deal with that. But when you're going to the airport because they clinched the division, I just, I, that to me is just selling the team and the expectations short, which is one thing. And then too, they beat New England on Monday night. It wasn't a lot of people, but there were people went to, like, you went to the fucking airport because they beat the New England Patriots on the road on Monday night at three in the morning or whatever. And there were people uh, with, and there were people without masks. Like literally, that's stupid. I saw a Channel Four clip, and not to be like a fucking, I don't, I don't know, whatever phrase you want to use, a Corona bro or whatever. You know, I looked at the, like the, the Channel Four footage. I like four shots of it, and basically, you can't make out everyone in the shot because, like, obviously, people are in the distance and it's dark. 
But like the first shot, there were six people in that shot, three people not wearing masks on top of each other, screaming. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? That is dumb. But like to your point, I was fine. Look, division title, first time in 25 years. Fine. You want to go greet them at the airport. I get it. I kind of get it in this time because there are no games. You're not seeing players. You're not not going to the the stadium. So maybe I'll forgive you a little bit because you're not going the games. But with that being said, fucking New England, like, get the fuck out of here. Like, like, that's just ridiculous. And I'm kind of glad the Bills have, like, possibly, they're definitely having one home playoff game, maybe two, where we're not going to have this whole, this airport bullshit, you know, every that aside, some some idiots at the airport. Not everybody went to the airport's an idiot. I'm t- but if you were not wearing a mask, then you are an idiot. I'm talking about the idiots who didn't wear a mask. Them aside, I'll tell you one thing, too, because I went to Wegmans a handful of times as well. In places that I've been to, people in Buffalo wear masks far, far more frequently than people in Florida. You can almost tell, like, you had that look in Buffalo. If you don't have a mask on, somebody's going to want to whip your ass. Or Florida, it's just like whatever. I mean, you're supposed to wear a mask and some places are required. But it's just a big difference. I think for the most part, Buffalo people are are doing very well. And again, the rates got down. Hopefully they stay down. I agree with you, man. I'm kind of COVID fatigued. I want to go back to my Christmas uh, gift thing. What, what did you get? Well, <clears throat> money. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's yeah. what I got from my parents. Uh, my girlfriend, she got me some good stuff. She got me a soccer jersey. Uh, some, uh, what else did she get me? Some clothes. Uh what else did she get me? Uh, I keep saying that. Uh, electronic toothbrush, which is cool. I have to use it tonight, actually. I haven't used it yet. Um, gosh, what else did she get me? She got me some cool stuff, some cool clothes. Like I said, it was great. That's like, cool. Yeah. My- I got old man. I got old man stuff. <laughs> I did, which is pretty. I got like some comfortable walking shoes. I got some socks, a wallet. Some. I did get three Bills hats, which is pretty cool because my shit was old and faded. I got a black, a red, and a Bills, Bills hat, skull cap. Did you buy any AFC East gear at all? No. Nope. No, why? Don't want it. You're cheap, that's why. No, I, I, I'd i rather have Bills gear that just says Bills on it. Now, if the Bills win the AFC Championship, I will be the first to buy AFC Championship gear. Dude, the division, the, we'll talk about this in a few minutes. To me, the division was an expectation. To me, the Bills did what they were supposed to do this year. In week one, I thought they were going to win the division. The Bills did what they're supposed to do, in my estimation. I'm not going to go out and buy that that kind of gear. I'm just not. I can wear this Bills. Three years from now, you know what? Plus, three years, it's like buying a Bills jersey from a guy. Who's going to be a free agent this year? Let's just say Matt Milano leaves. I'm only bringing him up because he's a free agent and maybe he leaves. <laughs> no, 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 I, don't want, I don't care about having a Matt Milano jersey three years from now. I don't care about having a 2020 AFC East Championship hat three years from now. I want a Bills hat. This is quite possibly one of your worst takes. I, I think it's one of my best takes. Bullshit. I should tweet this out right now and just be like, what do you guys think? And we should just read the replies. Feel free to do that if you'd like. But like, let me let me pontificate a little bit. That's such crap, dude. It's been 25 years since they won a division title. And like, I, I would do anything, Pat, for me to have some of my old gear, even though it doesn't fit me now because I'm bigger and fatter. From when I was like 11 years old, I had like Super Bowl 25 bills or 26 or AFC East Division champions. I would no, do it. No, you were right the first time. You just said Super Bowl. That's different. AFC oh. East, you ain't wearing AFC East gear from the, that's from the, the 90s. I can understand. Oh, hold up. I can understand if it's next year and they win the division again. 
I can understand that. I can understand if it's 1993 and they win the AFC East for the fifth time in six years or whatever the fuck it was. This is the first time in five, in 25 years. These are classic vintage stuff, dude. Like, it's not Matt Milano. Like, you're investing in Matt Milano. He's gone forever. Like, this is like, this is like history, man. And I'll just say, but I'll just say this. Like, part of it is like, I wasn't really impressed with the gear. I did buy, I bought a shirt from 26 sweatshirts. I hope they're giving you money for uh, this advertising they're getting. But I bought, I bought their AFC East Division Champion shirt. I bought another hoodie from some other spot that was homemade. And then, like, you know, independent, it's cool. And I bought, I bought the official AFC East Division Championship hat. I have three AFC East Division Champion swag, dude. Three, bitch. <laughs> well, first, in fairness to me, I didn't buy anything. They were gifts for me. Secondly, even if I did, I stand by my take, man. I, I'm not interested in divisional. It's, all right, I wouldn't refuse it. But my point is I'd rather have a, a Blue Bills hat that I could wear four years from now that looks just as good if it's not completely worn out anyway. I just treat it like winning the divisions like jerseys. Someday it'll be old. I don't know. I guess you can go with a retro look. But a divisional champion, it don't do shit for me. It just doesn't because I expected the Bills to be divisional champions. If you want to buy, if Josh Allen wins MVP, I promise you I'll go buy a Josh Allen MVP t-shirt because I didn't expect that 17 weeks ago. I thought they were going to, they did what they're supposed to do, man. I get it. I know why people are excited, especially younger people. Well, old fucks like yourself too, apparently. But it's like, I don't know. I would just rather have Bill's gear. I'm not a Jersey guy either, by the way. I don't know how you are with jerseys. I got one Jersey in my, in my closet and it's a Josh Allen Jersey. I think I told you this. Mm-hmm. That's only because my daughter gave it to me for Christmas. Not this year, last year. I don't buy jerseys. I don't buy AFC East divisional shit. Not to be a hater, if, if you have the stuff and it looks good on you, that's awesome. But I'd rather just, I'm that guy, I'd rather just have a Buffalo Bills logo on my hat or Buffalo Bills logo on my shirt because it's never going to not be good. Let me like, ask but like, Go ahead. Do you think, I think back to our childhood, and you and our, I, I forgot our age difference, it's like five years or something like that. Yeah. I think of like, this is going to be mean, and some people are probably like, oh, he's turning heel on us. I remember like seeing like old dudes like in 1996 having like a 1990 AFC East division championship sweatshirt or something like that. And I'd be like, what a fucking loser. Like that shit's seven years old. And you're that's so going to be you in a couple of years now. No, wait, that, but that's, that's cool though. This, I'm cool though. Damn it. But like, this is different though. It's 25 years though. And I probably won't wear it like, in five years, I'll you know I'll this would be like a vintage thing to like remember things. I don't know when when my son is four or five years from now and he's in his early twenties and he's got Buffalo Bills twenty twenty seven AFC champion shit on and he looks at you and you got your twenty twenty AFC East championship t shirt eyes gonna be like who is this dude man what's the matter with this guy dude retro shit is in bro like it's in. You, you got, you got, I, it's in. See, that's why I was wrong in 1997 when I saw some hillbilly yokel with a fucking like Bill sweatshirt from 1991 AFC East champions. I, I thought he was a tool, but you know what? He was cool, bro. You went to Wegmans and you said you went to the mall. You're talking about the gallery mall. You went there once. No, I went, oh, this is also a segue story for you. I went to the Boulevard mall. That shit. I went with my sister and my niece, that place, the malls, man, in general, like, and look, I, I honestly, it's not because of COVID like malls in general dying, like, you know, 
because of online shopping. McKinley, Ma- McKinley Mall is the same thing as the Boulevard. It is so fucking depressing. Like no one there. And we got there. And my sister, who, you know, she's, I don't want to say emotional, but like she, she loves Express, the, the clothing store, which I do as well. She used to work there back in the day. She worked at that location as well at the Boulevard Mall. I'm talking like 1994. And like we got there and Express was closing down. Like, they were done like in two days they were closing down and she actually broke down and cried because i wasn't there when i saw it because i was on my way there but she told me she started crying when she saw like express it was like two days left and they were closing down the shop and banana public was closing down too there i'm like what the fuck has happened to this mall and well the question i was going to ask you is this so whether it was the mall well that's a bad example then but whether it's wegmans or wherever you went the one thing i've noticed fandom in buffalo like you live in New York, so you're around Bills fans, but not obviously to the extent that you are back home in Buffalo. And I'm down here in Florida where, you know, it's transplant city. Everybody's a fan of somewhere else. It's one thing to be walking around on here. You stick your chest out, you know, with my Bills sweater on or whatever. And, and it feels great to say occasionally someone's like, go Bills, go Bills. Man, Buffalo is a sea. It is a sea of Buffalo Bills gear right now. And you know what I mean? I walked into Wegmans. Anywhere I went, it was just a sea of Buffalo Bills gear it is so cool to see and that's my favorite thing about being back home you know it's cool to be in our cities and and you live your life but until you're back home and you see just how passionate people really are and just man it's it's just it's almost more uncommon to see people not have something buffalo whether it's the bills or something buffalo related on their bodies It's, it's just nuts in a good way but you don't like them going to the airport though no i don't like them going to the airport because i don't think that winning the afc east was worthy of going to the airport. I'm just being honest with you. And I, I mean, the mask thing goes without saying, I mean, anyone who does that is an idiot. I don't think you're an idiot if you went to the airport and I'm talking about even if you had a mask, I just personally don't think that it's worth a 2 AM freezing your ass off airport visit because they did what they were supposed to do. That's all I'm saying. Uh, well, you're saying in one breath, you love the, 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 the passion of the fans, but you don't yes. like them to the airport you don't like afc east gear like i don't even know if you what you're talking about anymore bro. Like, you know what do you like there's a lot to, there's things to lose by going to the airport at 2 a.m uh an outbreak had happened you said it there's a tons of people without masks they were getting close to players in some instances i think anyway it's just there was a lot to lose it just is it's unnecessary oh, okay. to me Wait, 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 wait. I get you're 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 moving the goalpost a little here, here, Pat. You said that going to the airport, you, you you're not even if there was no COVID, you would have a problem with it. I would not go to the airport. I would not go to the airport for winning the AFC Eastern Divisional Championship that consists of four teams that they were favored to win going into the season, in my opinion, and by most people's opinions. I, 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 like I said, I disagree with that. The going to New England after New England, being New England, that's fucking dumb. That's, I that's, I, yeah. I mean, that's, that, I don't get that. My yeah. Playoffs is another story. You win a playoff game on the road, I'm in. I'll go there. <laughs> I, I will. I'll wear a mask, of course, but I'll go there. One of my best friends went there. He had fun. I'm not hating on people who did it. It's just, I wouldn't. I'm not hating on people who are going out, rushing out, which, by the way, Bill's store lines were literally around the corner. When I was home, I was going to go to the bill store one day and I, there was a line, I mean, it's six feet back the line, but man, it was going back forever. So I never even actually made it physically into the bill store, but I personally am not buying AFC East championship gear. I'm not hating on anybody who does. 
You, you're hating. I'm, I'm just not. You're hating. I'm uh, I'm hating on you. Not you, hating on. <laughs> you're hating on me then, fucker. Uh, it's crazy <laughs> that the bill was that that busy. Like, you know, it's like you can, you can get it. I guess people want it. Mean, you could order it online. I think. I wonder if they sold out at all. Someone might. Someone was telling me, my friend, my friend Tim. I, I had, oh, I, I had gotten my girlfriend a Josh Allen jersey because uh, she's a Bills fan, and my friend I told him my friend that she and he was like, "Dude, Josh Allen jerseys are very hard to come by in Buffalo right now." Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. I don't know how true that is, but like, that's crazy. If if he is, I feel like. I feel like the Bills are due for a jersey change soon. Like right now, their popularity is skyrocketed. They got star players there. They've had the same uniforms for ten years, basically. I feel they're, and I, I feel like you know NFL teams. I don't want to say they're hurting, but like they've obviously not making that much money in comparison to years past. I feel like they're like next year is like the change your uniforms and like do something. I don't know what that would be. Go back to the old school, like the early, like the nineties, the nineties bills, or maybe do something totally different. You know, I don't know, but I feel like they're due for a Jersey change. Well, they're making money right now off winning the AFC. That's for sure. You know, I forgot to, to mention this. I'm sitting there bitching about AFC East gear. We actually bought, I bought my daughter a uh, Buffalo bills, 2020 AFC East, a red skull cap. Actually, my wife got it at the gallery mall, um, the Buffalo store. 31 bucks for that shit too. But because it says AFC East champs on it, literally that's it. Go to tops, go to Wegmans, that Buffalo store, and you'll get a bill skull cap for maybe 14 bucks, 31 bucks. Cause it says fucking AFC East champs on it. Good for them. I guess though. <laughs> anyway, you want to talk about overpricing. Let's talk about the bills. I have been dying to kind of talk about this a little bit. The bills mafia gear. Uh, have you seen some of the, are you talking about the official team stuff? Oh, the team stuff. Yes. Not Dell stuff. Dell, even though I kind of made fun of like buying Bill's mafia socks and like, you know, the logo, his stuff is tastefully done. Their shit is repulsive. The the team store does. Have you seen some of the stuff they've had? Like they've, I haven't, you haven't. Oh my bro. I want to talk for about 45 seconds. I want you to go to the bill, the, 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 the one Buffalo shop. Go to their Bills Mafia collection. It is the most repulsively awful, disgusting gear I have ever seen. And it's first off, it's completely overpriced. Like you want to talk about, like you you'll see the prices, Pat, and you'll die. There are jackets on that site for four hundred dollars. There's hoodies for like one hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars. There's like t-shirts that are like sixty-five, seventy dollars, and the designs aren't even good. And like. The the one sh- the one jacket I can just picture it now has like the the front looks cool like it's not bad the back is like atrocity it's basically like if you if you remember the the movie Coming to America and when Eddie Murphy and the, and then Arsenio Hall came to came to New York and they're like we're gonna dress like New Yorkers or whatever and they came out with like jet ski on and there were pins all over their body like all over their jacket. That's exactly what it looks like. It looks like there's so much gawky logos on the back of it. It looks fucking terrible. And I don't know who the fuck's buying that. You know, they, they made a deal with Dell. I don't know what the deal particulars are or whatever. They they did good by him with, with like doing an interview with him. But like, holy shit. Like, they, they should have just bought Dell's t-shirt company and sold stuff through him or something like that. Because that shit is terrible. Awful. Capital F. 
Yeah, I'm seeing a couple things. And just a, a hoodie's 80 something dollars. Uh, skull caps, $38. Get the fuck. No. Come oh, on, not even bad. Did you see the jacket? Like the back of the jacket there? No, I can't find that. You're goddamn. You're so uh, old. I don't even want to know, but I, let's it's put terrible. it this way. I ain't buying it's any just, of that. It's just wretched. I can promise you that much. One, one last thing real yeah, quick. Well, then I, 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 I do want to spend a couple of minutes before we get out of here talking bills. Uh, I, I got cut off from you there. Anyway, the one thing, picking back to, to COVID a little bit here, the only thing I am a little bit uncomfortable about is flying home. I drove to Buffalo from Florida and we flew home. That was the one part, and it's the first time I've flown in 2020 since COVID happened. And the protocols are fine. Like everybody had a mask and I looked, everyone kept their mask on. But dude, that I don't know if you've been on a, a plane since COVID started. Like, so the airline, like, there was me, my wife, my son, so three to a seat, but there was three three people to the left, three people in front of me, front left, and right behind me. I, I got nervous. It, it was kind of like one of those uh, enclosed feelings, and I did not feel comfortable. Until things get better, that will absolutely be the last time I get on an airplane. I can promise you that. And again, I'm kind of a hybrid dude. I don't, you know, I, I, I take some chances, but I don't, again, I don't do reckless shit. That felt a little scary to me. I didn't like that at all. I won't be flying again until things are different. Well, I hate flying, period. So I don't anticipate myself flying. Uh, oh, I love flying. Oh, man. Yeah. I, well, it's one of the things with my girlfriend. Like, she's a big traveler, and I have to get used to flying. I mean, she's she's very precautious about COVID. Like, I don't think she would get on a plane right now. I'm pretty positive if she wanted. Uh, but, yeah, just, just flying with a mask on, that just sounds bad. Like, I'd be nervous. I'd be sweating my ass off. It would be a disaster for me, even with like not, it's not a full flight. But I have to assume like flights are just super cheap right now. Um, yeah, they they are good price. We did not intend. We we originally were renting a car, so we I don't want to get into the details because it's long and boring. But long story short, we drove actually a small U-Haul from Florida to Buffalo because we transported office equipment from my wife's company from uh, Florida to Buffalo. So. That part was free, and we were going to rent a car and drive back home. But the flights ended up so cheap and was such a good deal that we just said, you know what, screw it. We got to spend an extra two days in Buffalo and fly home, and it only cost us maybe $150 total for three of us to fly home as opposed to driving and getting an extra two days in Buffalo. So that was a kind of a no-brainer. But I never thought of the aspect of, again, because I don't – I don't – I'm – I'm being respectful of COVID, but I don't, I'm not paralyzed with fear, but I never thought about the flying aspect of being uncomfortable until I actually physically got on the plane. But yeah, anyway, to answer your question, it was, uh, it was cheap. There's definitely flights available that, you know, if you're willing, if it doesn't bother you, if you're not afraid to, and you're going to mask up and you feel safe and you're going to, you know, bring your own hand sanitizer and stuff. It is a good time to fly in terms of money. That's for sure. Hmm. But uh, anyway, so before I get out of here, I, I, I do want to spend at least a few minutes here talking bills, mainly Josh Allen, because I'll tell you what. So I was in Buffalo for two games. I, I don't know if you were in for both of them, but uh, Denver and New England. And it's not that he looked good. I'm not going to throw out the numbers. It's old news right now. But my point is this. It's the first time he, he was toying. Literally, it looked like he was toying with Denver, New England. I mean, that one game, that one drive in Denver, I think he had three touchdowns called back. And he was laughing about it. New England, uh, Dawson Knox dropped the touchdown. Taiwan Jones dropped the touchdown. It's like, who gives a shit? He was just doing what he wanted to do, and it was easy. And he was having fun. 
and it just looked like it was man against boys out there. Josh Allen's gotten to the point right now, and it's kind of been fun to, to talk about his improvement and think about maybe even just a month before the season where you and I'd be talking or whoever I had on the show, and it kind of was more of one of those, is he going to get a fifth-year option deals more than is this guy staring down the barrel of a $40 million a year contract in the offseason? But, I mean, God, dude, he's just fun to watch. And, again, he's taken at least decent defenses with Denver and New England, well-coached defenses, and he's toying with them, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's, he's toying with them. I mean, I think of that Denver game where they ran a Statue of Liberty play, and it was got called back, which was, like, the worst callback, like, negated call ever. From, because of a penalty. Like, it would have been awesome to, like, have that in the highlight reel of fucking, he scored a Statue of Liberty play. But, yeah, he was toying with them. That dude's about to get paid a lot of money. I mean, he's, yep. he's, he's, an. I mean, look, if you're not in, including him in the MVP race, you, 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 you suck. Okay? And that takes a lot for me because you know us. Like, we were very, I'm very pro let's bash Allen's, Allen fans. This is out of this podcast. But, like, if you don't include him in the MVP race, I, I don't know what 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 you're watching, because his numbers have been phenomenal. He's hot. He's he's hot right now. They're neck to neck when you go with total yardage, touchdowns, everything like that with Aaron Rodgers with with Mahomes right now, and like you know, I don't know if he's going to win MVP, but if I was a writer, I would well, I would I would honestly I would I would vote him in. And I would vote him in on the premise of, you know, sometimes I made this analogy on uh, Twitter the other day. And, you know, you, you watch basketball sometimes, Pat. And usually something, you know, Michael Jordan never got the MVP every year, even though he was the best player in the league. Like sometimes a new guy would get the MVP. Like Charles Barkley would go to the Suns and he would get the MVP because it's, it's new because he's on that team. Or one year they would just give it to Carl Malone because like the, you know, Utah did really well and not Jordan and like Jordan would see or whatever the case may be. I think the newness of like it is why Josh Allen should be is, is I would consider him in a way because look where the bills came from. Look where they were two, three years ago, passing wise, you know, and look at where like where the chiefs were maybe before like Pat Mahomes got there. Like they were still a competent offense where this offense for years couldn't get 300 yard games to save their life. You know, and now they're doing it all the time. Like, compare what they had before to now and, like, to what the Bills' improvement has been. The Bills' offense is is carrying this team right now. And, like, the defense, yeah, it's gotten better, but I don't know. The defense is playing against some shitty quarterbacks, to be honest with you, and I'm kind of poo-pooing on them a little bit, but they've been better. But look at the competition a little bit, like who they're playing against, you know, in, in essence. But Josh Allen is – I think he's the MVP. He is that valuable to this team, you know, and, and like if, if Matt Barkley is, is playing right now, what the fuck is their record right now? Like two and 14, you know what I mean? Like I, I, it would be a disaster. He has been that good. And he is, and he, you watch the games and he's, he, like you said, he is toying with people. He's got eight, 300 yard games a season, man. Eight, like, and they're eight and oh in those games. Sorry, Aaron Quinn, they're 8 0, in case you, you didn't hear that, if you're listening. But someone, someone tweet Aaron that uh, Joe just wanted to make sure you know that the Bills are 8 0 when Josh Allen has over 300 yards. But I digress. Anyway, but yeah, he's, he's the MVP of this. I think he's the MVP. I really do. 
I think he's the MVP. I get why he he, he wouldn't be like Rodgers has less of a supporting cast than Josh Allen does. You know, Mahomes, obviously, I think Mahomes is like the best quarterback in the league, period. Like he's the best player at a quarterback. But like for this year, man, I, I, I think I think he deserves the MVP. If he doesn't get it, it's not it's like the end of the world, like whatever, he doesn't. But I the the think of like Man, I mean, I, I'm putting Josh Allen in the top three, like, holy fuck. Like, I was definitely kind of wrong about him. You know, I wasn't, like, a hater of his. I hated his fans more so than anything, to be honest with you. But I never in my wildest dreams would have thought he would be this. Like, he is an MVP candidate. He is, like, if you would have told us this, Pat, in, in August, you and I would have been like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. Like, this team's going to run – they're going to win with, like, defense and rushing the football. And maybe Josh Allen makes, like, 10 touchdown runs this year. And, and they'll be 11-5, and five, you know, and that's it. But, like, no. Like, they're, they're a Hail Mary away from freaking being a 13-2 a team that's going on a 10-game winning streak, basically. Yeah, they're, they're, they would have won nine in a row were it not for that play. I agree with everything you said when, in regards to Josh Allen. I don't think he's going to win MVP. I think he deserves it. I don't think he's going to win. I think Aaron Rodgers is probably going to win it in part because he's 37 years old in part because they drafted a quarterback in the first round. And there was a lot of talk of how unhappy he was. And I was probably, or at least maybe his last year in green Bay and they're the top team in the NFC. So I think he's going to win it. I think Mahomes probably finishes second, which again, and I, I love the analogy of like LeBron or uh, Michael Jordan, like you said, Michael Jordan, they should win MVP every year because they're the best player. That's how Mahomes is. I think Mahomes is the best player, and uh, he could win it every year. But I don't know if he'll finish second or third. I do think Aaron Rodgers is going to win. I'll say this, and I know you, you're a stats guy, and we didn't prepare for this. Like We didn't have any prep. So I'm throwing something out that maybe you'll come back in a future episode if I'm wrong, if you think I'm wrong. But to my knowledge, and I'm just kind of thinking this off the top of my head, I'm thinking of quarterbacks. I don't think in my whole life, and I've watched football for a long time, I don't think I've ever in my life seen a quarterback who has gotten better from year one to year three like Josh Allen has. Dude, he was 52.8% as a rookie. He's completing 69% of his passes right now. 4,320 yards, 34 touchdown passes. Nine touchdown runs, and he's still got another game left. Who knows how much or if at all he's even going to play on Sunday. That's mind-blowing where he's come from year one to year three. And again, at least off the top of my head, and maybe maybe you disagree or at some point, if not today, you'll come back the next time you're on and point out a couple other guys who might be a little bit better. But I personally cannot ever remember seeing a quarterback who's made a bigger jump from year one to year three in my life than Josh Allen. Yeah, I mean, I, the only thing I can think of, and I've said this before, is like Drew Brees and Alex Smith are the only quarterbacks I know who I think a lot of people considered them a bust and like they weren't good and then all of a sudden they got good. Like Drew Brees, like he was a bust in, in San Diego for like the first three years and then all of a sudden he got it. In San Diego, he got it. Um, yeah, it's it's freaking rare, man. I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. Maybe Roethlisberger? I don't know. I'm trying to think of like, 
But you know, he was okay as a rookie. And but, then, he, but he, but he won the Super Bowl as a rookie. But yeah, that's that's not yeah. that's a team stat. That's not an individual. Yeah, stat. he was, and maybe uh, yeah. There's there's. Yeah, I can't think. I mean, he was and he was still solid at, at that era for him. But yeah, you're right. I mean, Josh Allen was not very good as a rookie. Like he had like two good games basically, and now it's his his worst games are his his best games then, and he's just he's throwing a touchdown to like twelve or thirteen different guys. I know Stephon Diggs is the man, and I think by the way, I think Stephon Diggs has a chance to finish maybe top ten in MVP voting. He's not going to finish anywhere near the top. I wouldn't be surprised if he finished right around in the top 10, though. But, you know, him aside, it's like every week, it seems, there's just different key contributors that he throws a, a big pass to, whether it's Knox or Lee Smith or Gabriel Davis, Beasley, Brown, Isaiah McKenzie, Tyler Croft, you name it. He's utilizing everybody, man. It's just uh, it's dominating, man. He's just completely dominating. Like I said a few minutes ago, it's almost yeah. like he's toying with some of these teams. It's just fun to watch. As a Bills fan, it's just fun to watch. Now, I, it gets annoying. Twitter, Bills Twitter could get annoying. People fighting with each other, defending with national people who are trolls who do it for attention are still talking shit about Allen. I don't like that. But just as a Bills fan, as a football fan, like you like to watch the game. I like to watch the game. It's just fun to watch this man play football right now, you know? No, yeah, I mean he's he's been great, and you know Diggs has been amazing, like you just said. Like he's oh, yeah. he's he's just fucking unreal. And you have to look at it this way, and like these wide receivers. That's another thing. I to go back to the MVP thing. Think about who these wide receivers were like previously. Stephon Diggs, yes, he was he was a star. He was good in Minnesota, not but not this good. And you could say. It was like the offense was geared around him to be they they were I don't know what the fuck they were doing with him. Like these he had sixty-two catches last year, for God's sakes. Like it's like what the hell are you people doing there? And this is a guy who had a hundred catches before. But like this is a career year for him. Cole Beasley is a guy who, you know, he's probably not playing the finale because he's hurt, but like he's four yards away from a thousand yards. He had previously in Dallas, he had Tony Romo. And Dax, Dax Prescott, two guys who aren't scrubs by any means, and he's about to have his career year with Josh Allen. Gabriel Davis, when was the last time, Pat, the Bills had like a mid-level wide receiver drafted, like a fourth, fifth rounder who was not just made an impact their rookie year, but was just an impact wide receiver, period, for them that they drafted? Like maybe Stevie Johnson, who was a seventh rounder, but like – there's there there's no like middle age middle guy who they drafted whether it's James Hardy or or like I don't know Avion Black or like someone like that like who have been like really good wide receivers who they found in the middle of the pack who are being good right now like Gabriel Davis is a, a solid player for a rookie I never count on like fourth round rookies to do shit you know what I mean and like these guys are having great years under Allen like career years with him. And, it, I, you know, the cynic in me is like, is, is, the, is the shoe falling anytime soon? Like, is this like an aberration or whatever the case may be? I hope it's not, obviously. But they they put together such a perfect blueprint for this guy. You know, with him, the quarter, the quarter, the, the offensive game plan, like Brian Abel, he's shit. He's awesome. They got skilled guys. Like compare the skill guys that they had in 2018 to today, it's night and day. 
You know what I mean? And they put together a great plan for him. And that's it's the blueprint that every team should adapt when it comes to like young quarterbacks. Don't do what the Jets did and like have a bunch of bums there. Obviously, like invest in your skilled guys, pay your skilled guys, get them here and like watch your quarterback blossom. I'll tell you right now, I am fighting the temptation with Stefan Diggs. I mean, it's obvious that he's had the best season in Bill's history. That's not even a debate. He's smashing records, and we'll see if he plays Sunday or how much to uh, you know increase those even more. But I'm fighting the temptation after one year to just say that he's he might be the best wide receiver I've ever seen in Buffalo. Now, I know that's a little, like I said, I'm being a little trigger happy here. He's only been here for one season. Just think about, he's the total package, all right? He's an incredible route runner. He's like Stevie Johnson, I think, was the best Bills route runner. Not, not even close to being the best Bills receiver ever. But Stevie Johnson was my favorite route runner. Stephon Diggs is a superb route runner, one of the best in the NFL. He catches the ball in traffic. He's fast. He gets on the field. And he's physical as fuck. You know what I'm saying? He caught that ball against New England, got drilled near the goal line, basically ran the guy over and just bounced off him, went in the end zone. A couple weeks prior to that, when Dawson Knox caught up a pass, Stephon Diggs laid himself out and made a beautiful block. I don't remember who it was against anymore. I think it was the Frisco game. He does everything. He literally does everything, man. He blocks. He's a great route runner. He's got great hands. He catches the ball in traffic. He separates. He gets open. And he gets down the field. I don't know that any Bills wide receiver did all that to the extent that he does. I mean, Andre Reid, of Hall of Famer. But I don't know. Diggs is faster, man. I don't, I don't know. That's a good conversation for another time, but it's just, it blows my mind. And by the way, and again, it's a trade. I think Minnesota did well to get rid of him. I don't think Stefan Diggs would be who he is right now had he stayed in Minnesota. You know what I'm saying? With Kirk Cousins as his quarterback and Adam Thielen. So it was a good trade for Minnesota because they got a good rookie in Jefferson. They got a, uh, you know, he's got a rookie contract for five years. They got some extra picks. But man, that's got to be one of the best trades in the history of the Buffalo Bills because this guy's just on another level, man. He's yeah. Beat, He's a top three. To me, he's a top three or four non-quarterback NFL MVP candidate. I agree. He he has oh. been great. And I think he – his season's like the – it's, you know, it's 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 it's, it's 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 tough to compare eras. Eras, like we've talked about that before. Like, you know, it was this is more of a passing league now than it was when Andre Reid was playing or even Eric Moulds. But, like, it's a, it's a top <laughs> – it's a top. It's, it's it might be that's the best season ever by a Bills wide receiver. In one it's season. like a it's like a WrestleMania triple threat main event, like Prime Rock, Prime Steve Austin, Prime Hulk Hogan. Throw them all in there in the ring. Or Shawn Michaels. You know what I'm saying? It's just like who knows who would win, but he's right there with them. That's for sure, man. Damn. Best years. I can just say this because I have a really good recap. I can say this: the best years I ever saw a wide receiver play for the Bills. Eighty nine for Reed. That was like his like coming out party where he had like 88 catches. And he was like, I think he led the AFC in receiving in yards that season. Like 89 was Eric Molds, 98. Eric Molds had three awesome years, 98, 2000, 2002. Like yeah. those are great years. And he did it with a shit. He did that with like, I mean, not shit quarterbacks. They weren't bad. I mean, like 2000 was impressive because he had Rob Johnson and Flutie both like all over the place, like his, his 98 season, I remember was like, he only had like 65 catches, but they were all for bombs. Basically. Like he kind of was like, he that's was the year that. he set the record. He, yeah, he did. Yeah. He had 1,368 yards, but he only, and he only had 67 catches. Again, Diggs is 
you know, shattered that record now, but Diggs is like, I got 120 catches or some shit like that. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's just amazing. He's, it's been a great trade. It has helped a lot, you know, for Josh Allen and he's that offense, man. It's fun to watch. You know, I've been, I've talked about this before on this podcast and like on Twitter, like I used to always talk about how, like, look in the NFL, I do believe you can win a championship if you have a great defense you have a great running game, and you have average quarterback play. I really do believe that. I think you could do that. I think San Fran, San Fran almost did that last year. You know, there's been examples of that throughout the last five, six years. But in, yeah. ter- in, in terms of, like, entertainment value, this is so much more fun to watch than, fu- than like, a ground-and-pound play-good-defense team. You know, if we were watching San Fran play last year, and they were the Bills, where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, they got 130 yards rushing. The defense is good. And Garoppolo threw the ball 25 times. Great. Like, this is fun. Like, it is must-see TV to watch the Bills offense, which is just insane that this this happened. Like, Absolutely. That's the funniest thing because we would have both agreed that if this team was, what are they, 12-3 and three right now? Should be 13-2. and two. If we were going to say that team had this record, we would have both probably said it's because their defense is just absolutely dominating, just like for the most part it was the last two years. Not the case anymore. I mean, the defense is playing well, but it's the offense. They're just fun to watch. I feel like every time they touch the ball, man, I feel like they're going to score. They don't always score, but I feel like they're going to. You know what I'm saying? That's just uh, fun to watch. One quick, too, by the way, I I do want to flip sides with the defense just real quick here. I do have one takeaway from the New England game that's old news, and this is encouraging. Matt Milano looked good. Like, he looks healthy finally. He looks 100%, man. He was hunting down receivers and quarterbacks on Monday. He looks really good. And as well as A.J. Klein did over the last couple starts before Milano came back, I mean, A.J. Klein won Defensive Player of the Week. There's no competition, man. There's no comparison. A healthy Matt Milano makes this defense significantly better. He was flying around Monday. That's my big takeaway from that game. So what do you do in the offseason then with him? You going to sign, sign him? him? You got to sign him, huh? Yeah, you got to sign him. I, you got to. He's a core part of this defense. I don't I don't know. I, I'm no salary cap guy, so I, I can't predict what kind of contract he might get. But unless it's just something that's absurd, which, by the way, he I think he might be playing himself into a much bigger deal than maybe he would have gotten a couple, you know, maybe a month or six weeks ago. Sure. But I do think you got to sign him. Now, I know the, the hard part is going to be, how do you sign him and Daryl Williams? I don't know. You got to figure it out, but you got you got to find a way to sign him. They can get. They could get. You know, you're the guy who always talks about the cap. How it's kind of bullshit. You can always maneuver things around. Sure. Push him back. They'll find a way. But anyway, to answer your question, I think you definitely uh got to sign him. Before I let you go, I want to ask you a question. Aren't you going to ask point? me if I if I would sign him or you don't care? I don't care if you, I already know what you're going to say. What am I going to say? Let's maybe. Yes. I'm, I'm, Twist. What do I say? You're going to say yes. You sign them. No, that's not what I was going to say. Well, then you're wrong. No, I'm right because this is 2020 and you win with offense. Okay. And I don't want to invest money, more money into the defense. You have money in Trey White. You're probably going to get you. You probably have to pick between Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano. I don't think you want. Well, then like, I pick Matt Milano. Wow. Over Tremaine. Ah, oh, man. You yes. can't do that. I'm still not a Jermaine. I'm not sold on Jermaine Edmonds. I, I think it's uh, it's a it's more egregious that he made the Pro Bowl than it is that Jordan Poyer didn't. And that's not. And I know he's playing better. He's healthy, 
but I still not a, I'm not sold on Tremaine Edmonds and he's certainly not a pro bowler to me. Well, I, I think Matt Milano is one of the best linebackers in the NFL. I really uh, do. I think I wouldn't. First off, Milano has injury issues. He does. Like, I, I don't think you can admit that he doesn't. He is, he's played banged up at times his four years as a bill. They have already invested enough money into that defense. Like, look on the defensive line. Look how much money is on that line. And again, I'm only doing this, and I, I may sound like a hypocrite because I usually say, fuck the cap, don't worry about it. But I I do try to put my, you know, my head into, like, what, I, what do I think they're thinking right now? They have a lot of money invested in that defense right now. You're going to invest more money in a Matt Milano? You got people like Josh Allen that you got to pay soon. Stephon Diggs, I think, is going to get a new deal. He's His cap number next year is a joke, and I think he's going to be like, you know, motherfuckers, like, start paying me, like, even more, and he deserves every more, more penny for that. You have Cole Beasley, who is a free agent after next year. I mean, do you maybe, do they decide to extend him and give him more money? Keep building the offense. you got enough money in the defense. Okay, I like Matt Milano. I do. He's a good player, but it's 2020. This ain't Shane Conlin back in the day giving him a contract. You go, you follow the money, throw the money to the offense, Pat. That's how I feel about it. You can't, you, right. you have too much money invested already in the defense. Trey White, Poyer, um, Hyde, the, the, the guys they got last year in the offseason, like Addison, and, and you have freaking uh, Starla Tule. He's making a, a good penny. Jerry Hughes, you know, you have guys on that defense who are making. Good change right now. You don't want all of your money invested into that. Because, yes, I do think you could fuck around with the cap. I don't know how they feel about that. They may feel differently. They may not want to do that. I don't know. You know, in terms of that, I think that you could. Like I've said before, there are teams that have proven that. But you have to have your core guys. And you have to have an identity for your team. It's not the defense anymore. Put money in the offense. Because that's going to come up soon. And and to be honest with you, I'd rather keep – if you – if you sign Milano, you might have to say, like, you know, peace out to John Brown maybe. Or and maybe, you know, that's a, for another discussion, maybe they're right because their offense has been fine without him. But I'm sorry. I, I think they have they have a lot of money already invested in the defense. They don't need more money into that. Well, the fortunate part is, and this is what's different than past seasons, is we could shelve this conversation now and talk about it in the offseason because, fortunately, it seems like we're still quite a ways from the offseason, but for the record, I think Matt Milano, after Trey White, is the second-best player on the defense, so find a way to get it done. Anyway, before I let you go, who do you want to play in the first round? We don't know who they're going to play. There's like It could be one of five or six teams. There's so many scenarios to play out, and there's no overwhelming mathematical chance that they're going to play one team, but like right now, who are one or two teams that you definitely would like to play most? And not that you're afraid of any team, but who's maybe one or two teams that uh, we'll say that you're uh, maybe not worried, but you're at least a little bit wary of more than the others. We're just talking wild card, correct? Yeah, first round only. We're not going to get beyond that right now. Okay. Um, Miami is a team I would want to play. I think they don't know what the fuck they're doing. I mean, they're they're 10 and 5, but I feel like they're just winging it. Like, like Tua starting in the finale... And then like Fitz is like the closer or whatever the fuck they have him as. I think that I think that's the matchup I want. And I think I think they could be they could be Miami. I will say this though. If Fitz starts, I'm more worried about him than Tua. 
Because Fitz, Fitz did burn the Bills in week two this year. Now, Edmonds and your boy Milano weren't playing. But that kind of – there's there's a little bit of like that spookness. I don't know what it is. It's like that story of, shit, here comes the guy from five years ago coming here, and he's going to play the Bills. But even with him starting, I'll take the Miami. I think the Bills can beat Miami any day of the week. Um, the team I don't want to play, I'd have to say that's between Cleveland and Baltimore. Like Mayfield and Lamar Jackson scare me. Both teams can run the football well. I I was talking to a friend of mine, Pat. I don't know why more offenses don't run against the Bills. They have not shown that they can really stop the run this year. And I know it's probably because, hey, it's a passing league. Who gives a shit? Like we need to pass more. But if I'm a team, I'm running the football on them like 30, 40 times if you could slow down Josh Allen. Like I'm grounding, pounding that. I, I think you can run on them. Pretty easily. I mean, it, we've seen it. You know, New England did it this past week, and New England still sucked. And they, you know, you could be like, "Oh, hey, well, they only scored nine points." But if you shut down, if you have, if you can maybe slow down Josh Allen, um, those teams both have okay defenses. Unless I'm, I might be wrong, I'm actually making that up. I think they're good defenses, but um, I, the, the running and the quarterbacks scare me a little bit for both the Ravens and the Browns. Um, but yeah. That's kind of it. I, you know, it's it's tough, man. I mean, outside of Miami where I'm just like, fuck you, we can kick their asses. All the other teams, man, that wild card, they're good teams. I mean, they're the AFC is stacked this year, man. I mean, there's a good possibility a 10 and 6 team isn't making the playoffs and it just There's ex- a good possibility 11 and 5 teams not going to make the playoffs. Sure. And that's and that just tells you how it's 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 very there's no gimmicks. I mean, Miami, I think they could beat Miami. I really, I don't, I don't feel Miami. I feel they're a pretender. It's crazy in a way. If the Bills didn't play the Titans earlier this year, I would say I, I, I think they could take out the Titans pretty easily. You know, because I just, there, there's something about Tannehill. He doesn't scare me. But because the Titans really, the Titans really beat down the Bills pretty badly in that, that week, what was it, week five game or whatever it was. It wasn't really that close, and that was kind of, that kind of like stings with me a little bit. But yeah, I would say Miami is the team. I'm definitely the like yeah, bring them. We'll kick their ass. I don't even have to watch that game. And the Browns Ravens are the two teams I'm worried about. What about you? Well, for if we the only way we're going to play Miami, the only way we even have a chance to play Miami is if we beat them on Sunday. That's the only scenario where that could even mathematically happen. I want to play Miami. Um, I disagree a little bit about Cleveland. I ain't scared of Cleveland. I know they can run the ball, but I don't like Baker Mayfield. I don't think the defense, I know they play well against shitty teams, but I'm not concerned about them. I'm not concerned about their receivers. I'm not worried about Cleveland. And I'm not worried about Indy either because I, I don't, I watched Phillip Rivers blow a 24 seven lead last week against Pittsburgh. They're a quarter. I don't think Phillip Rivers is the guy anymore. He's old. I think he's borderline washed up. If that team gets a better quarterback next year, I think Indy could be a, NFL Super Bowl contender, but I don't like them right now. I don't want to play Tennessee. I don't like Derek. Derek Henry scares me. You talk about running the ball. Sure. They run the ball. Ryan Tannehill is elusive. He can get out of trouble. He played well against the Bills earlier this year. I know he hasn't historically played well against the Bills, but he also historically played for Miami when that happened. So based on what I saw earlier this year too, now in fairness, that was a, a Tuesday night game where they didn't even get a real chance to prepare for them. They didn't know if they're going to play Tennessee or Kansas city that week. Um, so yeah, Miami or Indy, 
I want to play most, Tennessee or Baltimore. Baltimore is just getting hot at the right time. And Lamar Jackson has played shitty in the playoffs, but at some point he's going to be due to play well, right? So I'm concerned about him. The most likely scenario, now the math says no, but I'm looking at the games this week, and I got a chart in front of me, and this is how we'll end this. So let's just say the Bills try to win on Sunday. We don't, by the way, again, this is dropping New Year's Eve. Happy New Year's to everybody, but we don't know for sure how the Bills are going to approach Sunday's game yet, for sure. We don't know how much Josh Allen, if he's going to play at all, or Diggs, or Trey White, or any of these guys in the last week, but let's just assume the Bills win. They play to win, and they win. So they win. Um, you go to the other games here. Baltimore and Cincinnati. Let's say Baltimore wins. I think that's a safe bet. Pittsburgh's at Cleveland. Big Ben's not playing. That's already been announced. If So if he's not playing, there's probably going to be other starters who sit. Cleveland wins that game at home. Uh, Tennessee's at Houston. Tennessee needs that game for sure. Houston sucks. You got to figure Tennessee's going to win. And then Jacksonville's at home against Indy. Indy's going to win that game. So if Buffalo, Baltimore, Cleveland, Tennessee, and Indy win, you know who we're playing in the first round? I do because I'm looking at the chart. The Indianapolis Colts in Buffalo. I haven't heard any talk about playing the Colts. And by the way, the team that would be out would be Miami in that scenario because we beat them. And those other teams won. I think there's a good chance when this is all said and done we're playing the Colts. I do. And I'm not scared at all of Phillip Rivers. They can get some pressure on him. He's a statue out there. Um, Yeah. Now, if they don't play to win against Miami and you took all those other teams that one that I said, except Miami wins, then you're looking at the Cleveland Browns. So if Miami beats a uh, second string Buffalo and then Baltimore, Cleveland, Houston, and Indy win, you're looking at Cleveland coming to town. And again, I mean, you said they're one of the teams you don't want to play. Kind of neutral. I don't want to, I'm not eager to play them, but I'm not scared of them either. But anyway, isn't it, isn't it fun to just talk about this shit? It's fun. We don't need nothing else to happen. It's a matter of who we're playing. We know it's in Buffalo and nothing else matters. Yeah, I mean, it's good to talk about how, how good the Bills are instead of talking about how, you know, I don't know, like we would normally talk about like how annoying Bills Twitter is or how how the fuck did how the hell does Josh Norman only have X amount of money donated to him, but like Josh Allen's grandma has like 300000 to him, which is weird. Usually we'd be talking about draft picks. Like I haven't thought of a draft prospect or where we're drafted or any of that shit. I even thought one second about it. Yeah, real quick, I want to ask you about Sunday. Do you think the Bills should rest their starters against Miami? Um, no, I no. think the Bills, I think the Bills should play to win the game. What? I think, I think, I think the Bills should play to win the game. First of all, there are going to be fans. And if that goes well and they play a second round game, you could talk 15, 20,000 potential fans for round two. If everything goes well, the first week, most of the teams we've discussed are, um, cold weather cities anyway. So it's not a big advantage going to Cleveland. The weather might suck in Cleveland in round two. Or might suck in Pittsburgh in round two, or Baltimore in round two, and or even well, it won't be Kansas City if they were the two. So I, I the weather's not there's not a lot of warm weather teams. Now if they had an opportunity to go to Miami in round two, that'd be a different story. I want to have the two seed. If we play Pittsburgh or whoever in the second round, I want that game to be in Buffalo because you got fifteen to twenty thousand fans. You you got your home stadium. You're familiar with it. You're familiar with every nook and cranny of that stadium. To me, I think that's more important. Now, I wouldn't go overboard, though. Like, if Josh Allen gets nicked, even nicked up, I'm taking him out. And so I, wouldn't, I, would, I would proceed with some caution, but I wouldn't just sit people and mail it in. You're crazy. So I, no, I'm, I'm playing to win the game Sunday. That's my first priority. Within reason. You're crazy. 
I'm not having Josh Allen play with a sprained ankle. If he sprains his ankle in the first quarter, he's not coming back out there. But you're crazy. I'm playing to win the game. Why? No, Why am I crazy? Because well, you're gonna play. You're gonna play your stars. Screw the bye week. They can get a There's bye. no bye week. No, no. I'm saying they can have off. Like I wouldn't play anyone. They Who gives a shit about the second seed. Who gives a shit about? No offense to the fans who are going there. Like, yeah, it'd be great to have ten, twenty thousand fans. It's not a big fucking deal. You can I think you're wrong. Fans there. What do you mean I'm wrong? Go ask any player and ask them if they think oh it's a big God, deal. Sleeping in their bed, their routine, yeah. their stadium. Yeah. They know they know where the boards are. They know where they know where everything is in the stadium. The they, every player it's wants to play at home. Field. You're insane. Oh, dude, there is no way. First off, let's go back to the fans. There's gonna be ten to twenty thousand fans there. Like it actually what now it's what, sixty seven hundred dollars six seven hundred for the first for round game. one, yes. Yes, and I don't know what they're going to do for round two, see what happens, see what, hopefully so, some bozo doesn't get COVID or whatever, like during the game making out with someone or whatever the fuck. Um, the, the, the fans are not going to be that big of a factor for that. And what are you talking about the stadium, knowing the stadium, dude? Like, it's a football field. Like, come on, dude. It's not like they're going to Fenway Park or a different, like, like on planet Jupiter over here, like for another thing. I don't think that it doesn't matter. I think it's more important to have the rest. Who gives a shit about the two seed? You're, you know, they're traveling to another city. You just said it yourself. It's not that big of a deal. And to me, my whole thing was I wanted to avoid playing Kansas City as far as you can, which they've done that. So they've avoided Kansas City entirely until they – Yeah, have- worst they could do is a three. Even if they lose and everything goes against them, they can't yeah. go any lower than a three. Yeah, so what's the what's the point of playing so you can be in your own stadium with no fans? With what, 10% fans? And you can't, and like I've said before, what what we're in weird times. We just the first part of this podcast was how there's there's shit to do right now in Buffalo. It's not like these these guys got got a routine or anything. Like they know the town. They can't even go through the town. They gotta stay at home. I know. I'm resting my guys. I, I and I do feel that they're gonna rest their guys for the most part. I would not even take any precaution. I would say do your token. Hey, here's the first drive. We'll put Josh Allen in. He hands the ball off to TJ Yeldon, and that's the end of the game. Matt Barkley calls, throws in, probably throws some pick sixes, whatever. I, I could not care less. Use this to rest your guys. The The second seed means dick. I don't agree. I just I don't agree with that at all. No one agrees with you. I, pro- I promise you the players don't. Now, I'm not saying they're not going to rest their starters. I don't know. And they're being very coy about it, and there's a good chance that you're going to end up being right. So, I mean, if they rest their stars, and obviously Sean McDermott agrees with your theory, we'll find out who's right. I don't agree. I think they, sh- I think they should play to win. I really do. I, I want the two seed. I don't care whether you uh, agree with that or not. I want to be home for two, two home games. And by the way, if they got the two seed and if Kansas City, say they play Tennessee or Cleveland or something like that in the, in the second round after their bye, which by the way, the Kansas City Chiefs have looked far from dominating for the most of this year. Although part of me thinks that they're kind of bored, to be honest with you. But anyway, if they happen to get upset by a, a pretty good team, because the AFC East is, or the AFC strong this year, then the Bills also got home field throughout the playoffs. Are you going to tell me the AFC championship game, having an opportunity to be at home, doesn't mean anything? Wait, say that again. Sorry, you broke up for one second. My apologies. The Kansas City Chiefs play, they get a bye. And if the Bills had to two, and if the Chiefs happen to lose to Maybe it's Baltimore. Maybe it's Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, or not, it would be Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I want the. You don't think the Bills hosted? You're nuts, man. You're crazy. 
fucking nuts. There's no fans. Why do you want to play in cold fucking Buffalo when it's going to be howling winds and fucking snow and Josh Allen might not be able to throw? Oh, because it ain't going to be like that in Kansas City or Pittsburgh? Why would you? It's going to be better weather in Kansas City. I would assume Pat Mahomes has been throwing the fucking ball over the field in January for the last two fucking years. You're crazy, dude. What are you talking about? That doesn't make any sense. I don't get this at all. Like, if you wanted to say, hey, I want them to have momentum. I want them to stay sharp. Maybe give me an example. Maybe, like, say, like, oh, the Giants beat the Patriots in 2007 in the finale when they didn't have to play their games. So they And they won the Super Bowl because they had momentum. Or one of those bullshit fucking things. I would think maybe you, you're on to something if I was on crack. But to fucking say, like, they need a two seed now? No one agrees with that. If I tweeted this right now, Pat, next to your terrible T-shirt take on – Nine and, the, and division T-shirts. Everyone would say you're stupid. They would. They well, would... because you're you're slanting it. You're you're misconstruing my words. I said within reason. I'm not playing Josh Allen through an injury. I'm not. If Stephon Diggs no is banged up, I'm not playing him. I, you're making it sound like I'm saying win at all costs. You, I'm not saying that. He's. You're not. If he's. You're saying that if he gets hurt. So what if he doesn't get hurt at all? If he's. You just want him to play the whole game if he doesn't get hurt. No. Uh, yeah, I want the Bills to play to win the game. Yes, um, absolutely, I do. That's insane. I'm sorry. I, I, love, I love you, Pat, but that, no, no, no. <laughs> well, speaking of Twitter, if you want to follow some of his, well, I guess they are hot takes. I consider them ridiculous takes. But anyway, follow me on Twitter, at Buffalo Win, my buddy Joe, always a good time. My, my Twitter game, I'm not going to lie. I, you know, before, before I even play my outro music, I, I usually try to sign off, and then you're going to cut me off and say you got something else to add. So if you got anything else to add, what do you got? I was just going to say, like, uh, my Twitter game has really fallen off a little bit. Like, I used to put up stats. And I was honestly thinking about this today. I used to put up stats all the time, box score, scouting, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And now I, I don't even do that anymore. And it's kind of it's sad. I, I don't know why I don't have the motivation to do that anymore. Like, to put up stats or numbers or give, you know, usually I'm just, like, farting around on Twitter and just, you know, making fun of Aaron Quinn and, making fun of Alan stand stands or whatever the fuck they're called. And the, you know, I, 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 I'm losing my, my Twitter mojo, I think. And I, I really, I just want to apologize to my followers out there. Like, you know, <laughs> if you want, I, I don't know if I should go back to more stats, give more facts. I used to do that all the time. I don't even look at pro football reference anymore. I even have a stat head account and I haven't even used that yet, which is like where I get all my, my cool numbers from. I hardly have done it. I just, this is what happens when you get a girlfriend. Like you just don't give a shit anymore. You're like, ah, what the fuck do I have to, so let, let's Al Capaccio find that shit out. I, I, I gotta go and, you know, make out with my girlfriend. <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. Be back, by the way, next Tuesday. Regularly scheduled podcast every Tuesday and every Friday. Things will be back to normal. I'm gonna have Bruce Nolan from Buffalo Rumblings on with me. So again, be safe. Happy New Year. Enjoy yourself. Wear your mask, do the right thing, and uh, talk to you later.